0: True love to endure. You'll die with me for sure. Burn, burn, burn. Robert, get out. I said that we were over. Yeah, because you're alive. I get it. I'll be with you the entire time. All you have to do is make a small slice up your arm. It'll be worth it. Fern Peterson. Will you die for me? Hello and welcome to another episode of that So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Before we get into this episode's movie, which is *Klinger* from 2015, I want to talk a little bit, and I'm not getting paid <laughs> to say any of these things, and there's a reason for it. I want to talk about, and I mentioned it, a couple episodes back when I had the girls from Fright Mike on. The social media app Slasher. You might not have heard of it, you might have. If you're a horror person, which is makes up about, I don't know, probably 50% of my episodes at this point, boy is it a place for you. If you're tired of Facebook, Twitter, politics are kind of not allowed at all. <laughs> so you're not going to have your dumb uncle on there telling you vaccines don't work. It's just a cool place, man, and I have made, no lie, I I got on initially thinking, oh, this will be another cool platform, a way for me to pimp out the show. You know, since they do, I do have so many horror movies on the show. And over the last month and a half, two months, a weird thing happened where I hardly talk about the show at all. I interact way more with people on there than I do on Twitter anymore. And I have made, honest to God, legitimate friends that I talk to every single day. I don't... <laughs> I don't know if Twitter's... Well, Twitter's made me done that, but I've been on Twitter for years. I've only been on Slasher for a couple months. My guest tonight is the creator of the Slasher app, which you should all go download, Damon Della Greca. Hello, sir. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. Let's talk about Slasher for a bit. What? It's never even crossed my mind to make an app. So <laughs> how did... We don't. We don't need to get into technical details of how one starts an app or anything. But what was it? What was on your mind when you were like, you know, what is missing in the social media sphere? A space just for my people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right.
1: Well, um, it, it's. It kind of came about. I was I was going to a lot of the conventions for a while, and it it actually came about because I was not finding out about them very easily. And I used Facebook all the time. You know, I I used Instagram here and there, but like I just wasn't finding out about them or it was too late or something like that. Um, You know, because when I I would go, I'd become friends with a lot of the vendors and stuff like that. So eventually I'd hear about them through them. You know, they're going to do this show or they're going to do that show or whatever it is. And um, sometimes it would be too late. I wouldn't hear about it. And it's just like, wow, that's, that's a bummer. So what I sort of started to do was I put together a, a calendar, like a shared calendar of every horror convention in North America that I could find. And, um, you know, I just shared it with a bunch of people figured, Hey, you know, here's, here's some, some information for you, whether you want to go as a fan or you, you want to, you know, vend at it or whatever, here it is. And you know, very quickly after that i I, you know i I talked to a lot of the the vendors there and everything and i I hear a lot of the same stories and stuff like that you know the filmmakers and everything too podcasters and a, a lot of the same things started to kind of come up and it's like you know they're they're really just trying to connect with with other people who might be into their shit and i i know for myself i love that kind of stuff you know so I wanted to be able to find that sort of thing, you know, whether it's somebody who's got like a clothing line or makes like cool, like horror decor and stuff like that, or whether it's a podcast or whatever, or a YouTube channel, I, I like to be able to find those kinds of things because I want to find more stuff that I can like and, you know, that I can enjoy. I, I like to find new stuff, stuff that's fresh. And you know, going to a lot of these shows, I, I got to find a lot of cool, like indie movies and stuff like that that are really like on the level. And it's 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 really just so amazing. So going to all these things and talking to all these people over time, it sort of just became like the same same stories, the same challenges and stuff like that. And then I would be going on like Instagram and Twitter and I'd hear these stories about how, you know, and like this one would get their their you know, Facebook pages. You know, um, their their movie page shut down, and it's like, what the hell's happening? And one day I was looking for horror stuff on Instagram, and I got this like roadblock saying, "We're hiding this shit. You're not able to see this unless you, you know, do whatever," um, because the hashtag horror is somehow synonymous with a problem i i took major issue with that because as a genre it's a very very popular genre you know i mean you've got people like stephen king you know you've got directors like you know um m night Shyamalan and and and, and people like that that are are mainstream you know they're 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 serving the mainstream really and they're household names so why the hell can't we see this stuff i just kind of got fed up with it and i said "Fuck it you know I'm, I'm doing my own thing i'm gonna get this out there so that way we can enjoy the artistic creations in in the genre that we enjoy without this bullshit. because we understand that it's fantasy you know we we understand that it's it's not you know somebody's not looking for a a recipe for <laughs> for causing problems It's 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 a fantasy uh, genre and to to stifle it in the ways that it's been uh, and and allow people who love it to connect with one another and and to kind of hold that back. I saw as being really problematic. And I just said, you know what, I'm just doing this. And I did. You know, I, I I went ahead with it. And so far it's really been terrific. I have to say, um, so many, so many awesome people. It, it really, it, it just, every single day, every time I go on, I'm just like, wow. You know, I, I can talk to literally anybody on here and, and they talk with each other and, every, and it's it's just a good time. So it, it's, it's really just been such an amazing thing.
0: And this was back, you launched in what, 2019? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because going back, I was like, like, I was like, what's the oldest post on here that I can find, and that was that seemed <laughs> about it. So, yeah, a big. I, I want to give big props and thanks to Damon because he is all over that place. He's constantly working to improve it and add stuff. I mean, people were like, oh, there should be a group for because there's a section of you know groups and places to talk about things outside of the main feed. You know, oh, there should be a place where we can talk about, you know, uh, LBG. I fucked it up. <laughs> Gay and lesbian, you know, in horror things. And he said, there you go. Boom. Had group added. No problem. Oh, we want a place to show off our tattoos and our art. Pfft, there it is. And he's always got a watchful... I mean, look, you're, you're not going to be able to completely avoid assholes infiltrating things, you know, and creeps. It's just going to happen. But for the most part, like, it was just, I think, last week, you put a thing out, you put a blast out that was like, hey... No sending dick pics to people. <laughs> if you do that, you're in trouble. Like, you're not gonna let that shit slide because you want it to be a comfortable place for everybody. That's very right. cool. But yeah, we can we can tell and see that you are that you work pretty tirelessly <laughs> and to make it as, as good as it can be for everybody. And I know we, we all appreciate that. But it's, yeah, it's... there's also there's no there's no it's such a good community because there's no I have yet to see any gatekeeping which is a huge right. thing for me that i hate on twitter so much of like oh you're not a real spider-man fan if you're this like oh, fuck eat my ass you know <laughs> Right. everybody here we, you, might, you might have a difference of, of opinion with people somebody might be like oh i really like this movie but I, there aren't even, usually people don't even bother to come in and go well i didn't they're just you know they'll usually just be quiet about it <laughs> if yeah. they disagree
1: yeah no i, I agree I, that's mostly what i see but I, I have seen when people do disagree, it's, it's completely like, it's an enjoyable conversation still, you know, here it's like, I, I, I didn't like it and here's why. And people usually point out like, this is the stuff I didn't care for about it. And that's a great conversation. That's the way we need right. to talk to each other. You know, there's not enough of that. And, and it's like, there's so much polarization in the world, especially in, in, in the U S right now that it's like, nobody just listens to one another. It's like, okay, you feel that way. I don't agree with it, but why? And, and it's cool because now we're, we're getting together. We're having conversations. We're sort of, we're, we're, we're getting together on the same playing field and having conversations rather than fights and arguments and, and things that aren't going to get us anywhere. Um, So I think it's good that people have those kinds of discussions that are productive because you never know. Like, you, you might be sharing your opinion and it's opening somebody's eyes to a different perspective. And I think perspective is a very, very big thing because in order to understand one another, I think it's really important to get one another's perspective. Um, I, I think that's a really fantastic thing that, that people are doing is just having conversations that are just without malice.
0: <laughs> yeah i've never seen anybody like you're wrong and you're stupid goodbye you know there's right. always you know yeah that's a lot more yeah. of a give and take with some respect yeah. to it you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah, not definitely. a
0: lot of i've only seen a couple of guys who are like oh this sucks because it's woke <laughs> you know which is
1: yeah. and you know what? if that's how they feel about it that's okay you know that that's how they want to feel you know, I'm not going to tell them, Hey, you know what? You have to like this for this reason or whatever. I get it. You know, I, I, I like diversity. I, I like that because again, it gives us different perspectives, you know, things that I might not have considered. I'll get to understand better um, or, or things that I didn't think about. Somebody might show me a, a different twist on it or whatever. And I think that's great. But I could see how some people are just exhausted um, because there's, there's a lot out there in the world that, you know, some people feel like they're overwhelmed. I get it. But I think listening and and having those conversations again is, is important because then maybe it will be less exhausting, you know, instead of just fighting everything, talk about it, you know, have that conversation. If, if you don't like something why don't you like it what what's making you feel that way and what's what's making the people who feel strongly towards something why do they feel it you know it's just that whole give-and-take that, that I think is a great great thing and yeah I mean we, we get a lot of that and we've, we've had it for a long time horror has always had elements of society in it whether it's politically driven whether it's the the nature of, of humanity at the time There's so much of it spilling out into these, um, into these stories, whether it's overt or subtle, it's, it's been there since the beginning. And I think what's, what's kind of cool about it in a lot of ways is, especially when it's more subtle is that the story is still telling this, this it's sharing that, that bit of here's what's, what's going on culturally. Um, But it's doing it in a way where it it doesn't take away from, you know, if you're not reading into that part of it. Um, So I think it's cool that it could sort of play that, have that kind of double meaning, you know,
0: if you will. Definitely. Yeah, you're being very nice and very diplomatic (laughs) and trying to stay (laughs) political. I don't have that problem on my show. So I can say for myself, I actually appreciate when people are going on and on about how something's too woke because then I know that's a heads up to me that nothing else that they have to say will be worth my attention and I can just tune them out now (laughs) because you know like oh the new Candyman is woke. well did I'm sorry did you not watch the original Candyman because or Star Trek is too woke like okay well now I don't know what I don't know where you're from because Star Trek was the wokest thing on television, so...
1: It it, kind of was. (laughs) So,
0: anyway, that's enough of that. Um, (laughs) But anyway, everybody, if you're into horror at all, and you like cool people, and there's a lot of them there, there's a lot of... There's nothing, there's no like pop-up ads. There's one little, there's like every once in a while as you scroll down, there'll just be an ad kind of embedded for maybe Rue Rue Morgue magazine or somebody's a slasher member's book that they wrote or something, you know, people can take out ad space, but it's not obtrusive. It's easy to ignore if you want to. Yeah. So you don't have that to worry about. It's just a cool place, man. And I dig it. So anybody who's into horror at all, who listens to this, just go check it out. I'd like to see you on there too. So it's just one more way for us to interact it's in, funny. A, in a cool um, way.
1: Oh, for sure. It, it's funny though. When I first started running the ads, they were terrible. Um, because I was pulling them all from uh, from Google and they were so out of context it was terrible terrible it was like you know mail order bride type stuff oh, no. <laughs> but it, 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 you know what was funny though people made it a thing like they would they would screenshot like the most ridiculous ads that they would get and they would sort of like you know joke about them and I thought that was was actually clever and it was funny because it was like you know they're taking this stuff that was just really shitty and and, and finding a way to sort of put an enjoyable spin on it. But you know, now everything is in context. So, you know, the ads are are generally um, things that, that people within our community are most likely going to enjoy, you know, whether it's, um, you know, books or movies or music or or whatever it is, you know, it, it seems to be, stuff that's that's more up our alley rather than stuff that's completely random (laughs) yeah
0: just the random shit you'll get on instagram and
1: yeah
0: for sure and it's also not i mean like i said i I went there initially just just kind of just to promote my show and then got engaged in other things and that's certainly allowed people do that but you're also they're pretty you're pretty good about squashing not every post has to be strictly about horror all the time, no, but not if not. but if somebody's coming in there and just like here's my only fans and that's the only thing they ever post, they're not gonna last long.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so posting stuff like that, there there's certain kinds of content that it's just again, it's 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 just not in context with what we're about, you know, and that's really all it is. I'm not gonna go to. You know, I'm not going to go to somebody's place of worship and start talking about horror, so I don't think that it's necessary to have certain things, especially when people tell me. I get lots and lots of feedback about stuff, right? Um, And when it comes to people promoting, like, you know, their cam shows or whatever it is like that, people gave me feedback, and that is what I'm going by. You know, um, it has, I, I've gotten no dog in that race, you know?
0: Well, and there's um, a, there's a place for that. Just right. not there, this there's place. Plenty of places. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right,
1: no, no, I, I agree completely. There's plenty of places for it. And I, I wish people well that, that are doing that, but this community has, has definitely spoken up, um, especially directly to me and made it clear what they do and do not want. Um, so I'm just doing my best to you know, to keep everybody as happy as I possibly can. And, you know, it's, it's tough. You're never going to make everybody happy all the time. Um, but I, I do my best to keep as many people happy as I possibly can at one
0: time. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Which is a, that's, that's rolling a Sisyphean boulder up a hill, sir, but (laughs) you do a pretty good job. Thank you. (laughs) Um, there's all, there's a dating section. If people are into that, if you want to find, you know, yeah, there's all kinds. Of, it's it's all kinds of stuff, man. So yeah, everybody that I know, go get on Slasher because it is cool. Let's Thank talk you. about, Klinger, yeah. which, you messaged to me, and said this is cute, which I think is yes. a pretty good. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Sort of the hardcore grizzled. I only watch Japanese extreme three. You know, probably not for them. Right. But I think every horror movie has to be somebody's first horror movie, right? And you might have a teenage kid, particular, mm-hmm. particularly a teenage daughter, 13, 14 years old, who's not ready for Last House on the Left. Right. And You want to bring him in, you know. I think this would be a pretty good gateway horror movie. I think if you took this movie as it is, mm-hmm. but put Finn Wolfhard in it and put it out in theaters, it'd make $60 million. Right, you know, it,
1: it kind of yeah, it, it kind of was one of those sort of coming of age, you know, but but with a horror twist. I, I definitely saw that in it, um, so I, I thought it was really cool. I, I thought it was a lot of fun, um, you know, it, it was pretty funny. Like I loved the coach. I thought the coach was hilarious. Yes. Um, yeah, I, it was it was just it was good fun, and I think you're right. I think if somebody's looking to get maybe, like, a teenager or something into horror. Um, you know, the, one of their kids or something like that. It's it's not a bad place to start. I mean, it's got a little bit of blood and stuff, but it's not, like, over the top by any
0: stretch. Yeah. And it's low budget, so keep that in mind as well. But Yeah. So the movie opens with our heroine, Fern, who's <laughs> a little cutie pie, redhead, who runs track. And she gets distracted by, uh, there's a, a young gentleman, these are high school kids, sitting up in the stand sort of watching her, holding his guitar, like like <laughs> douchebags do, I guess. Um, and she gets distracted and runs straight into a hurdle and falls and dislocates her shoulder. So he, their meat cute is him relocating her shoulder, like popping it back into its socket uh, yep. <laughs> at her instruction. And then we get kind of a montage of their know days and weeks of well actually before that we meet her sister Kelsey who is a consistently unemployed disappointment to her parents and always has some new get rich quick you know oh I'm gonna be a puppet therapist or I'm gonna be a whatever things she's not qualified to do but it's better than getting a real job I guess yeah we get a montage of their sort of early courtship and getting ready for first date and their first date which royal robert introduces uh, a song he's written for her which at least to start with consists of just her name <laughs> it's fern <laughs> fern fern and good luck getting that out of your head for the next couple days because you'll be <laughs> on in it i'll give him that he he made a catchy little tune and he'll add verses as the movie goes on uh fern's best friend is a uber christian girl named moe who is constantly, accidentally making double entendres... Oh my god, that, are, that was hilarious. ...that are pretty funny. Because um, she doesn't realize what she's line, saying. Yeah, yeah I think
1: every single line she had was, was one. Every about. single about.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll be like, I brought you my load of muffins or something, you know, stuff like that. But better than that, because I made that one up, I think. But... <laughs> And over the course of this montage, we get the sense that Robert is way more into Fern than she's into him. Like, it started out sweet, but he's a little, as the name would imply, clingy, a little... He's a little much, from the songs to constant presence to celebrating their one-month anniversary, their one-month-and-one-week anniversary, their, you know. And as the pictures that we see go on you see her getting more and more just not in it. He's still very much in it. But like, you know, you start with pictures of him kissing her cheek and they're both really smiley. But as the pictures progress, she's getting less and less smiley and more looking irritated. Mm -hmm. So the clock's ticking on this Robert kid, but he has, I think it's for their either their month and a half or their two month anniversary where unbeknownst to him, she has decided tonight's the night. Like this is, with some after a conversation with her sister Kelsey, they're like, Look, this is a high school, it's your high school boyfriend, it's your first boyfriend. You're his first girlfriend. You're not marrying this dude. Like, if he is in this annoying, it's not gonna get it's gonna get worse before it gets better. So just cut of loose, man. Like tonight's the night. Uh she does not he, she's not aware that he has built <laughs> sort of a platform thing that the idea of it is that he's gonna cut this rope and this counterweight's going to come down and it's going to raise this banner that's I love you Fern it's going to be him for the first time announcing that he loves her and she comes in the backyard and sees it is about to break up with him you know like hey we need to talk but he will not be stopped because <laughs> he's that kind of guy and an accident ensues in which this counterweight comes down and takes his head off And his head flies into her and sprays blood everywhere.
1: He built a double guillotine.
0: (laughs) Accidentally, somehow, yes. (laughs) Um, And gets himself real good with it. And he's dead. Um, And another use I think this movie could have, other than as a gateway drug for children, would be to, if you have a friend who maybe you can never talk into watching horror movies... (laughs) I think if you put this one on and they don't know anything about it, that first 10 minutes, there's no indication that they're watching a horror movie. They think they're going to watch a cute little rom-com, and then this dude's head flies off, and so they're in for a surprise. And that could be a nice (laughs) prank to pull on somebody. I don't know. (laughs) So, Robert is dead. We have the sort of wake or whatever. Well, there's the funeral, and then there's the wake at her parents' house, where everyone is very consoling to her, because nobody knows that she was about to break up with him. And there's the one girl, and this feels very real to, to real life. There's the one girl who's like, oh, she's my best friend, the, the morning girl. And I loved Robert. He was my best friend, too. They were supposed to be together forever. Who's really inserting herself into the tragedy, mm-hmm. you know, the popular girl. And um, the school's, everybody's wearing black armbands at the school because it's this tragedy. And it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot for Fern, especially, who is already feeling guilty you know, and she's having guilt visions where, like, she's at the wake and she's talking to people and she starts seeing Robert and she sees them and, like, like the room gets dark and she sees them with, like, blood on them like, saying spooky shit to her, so she's she's not in a great place right now We meet Harlan who is a, a another nice boy at school who, I don't remember their introduction exactly, but
1: I think he came up to her at her locker or something and um, and started talking to her.
0: Yeah, he just kind of gives his condolences, and then we also get something. There's a conversation between him and his buddy, that like yeah, he, he comes he,
1: over,
0: <laughs> his foot, <football, laughs> his jock buddy. Yeah, but he he just broke up with his. He's going through a breakup or something, so he's you know. And then we meet Coach Valeria, who is looks too young to me to be a track coach at a high school, but I don't know. I mean, she doesn't look much older than the kids, really, but who knows. But she is uh, a loud and abrasive person <laughs> who, um, not in like a, a bu- abusive way. Well, maybe it's abusive, I don't know, but she's, <laughs> you know. But she's trying to help Fern get, because Fern wants to, the plan is Fern is going to MIT on a track scholarship, but she has to get her time down to the right time and... Coach Valeria is there to yell in her face when she can't do it, and she tells her first. She's like, "I will yell in your face," and then she proceeds to yell in her face. So, she's yeah, she's kind of funny. She gives a little hint that she has some sorts of some sort of supernatural abilities because she says something to at track practice. She says something to Fern about. God, I should have wrote down the exact line, but it's something about like, "Are you let's see, i don't remember what it was but something basically hinting about like seeing ghosts or something but then it's dropped for a while so you don't you're like okay what was that about um so weird shit starts happening at home too we meet kelsey's (laughs) stupid boyfriend dean who is just yeah he's just a douchebag who's also like oh hey fern like giving her the eyes like he's angling for a three-way with the sisters and it's like she's way younger than you man for starters yeah for real and oh i don't think i don't think kelsey's going to be into that idea either but good luck with good luck to you i guess but they're having well and their dad is like this super republican well he says he's a vietnam vet but he does not look old enough to be a vietnam vet. so that might just be a casting error i don't know but i think it's like Ronald reagan shirts and he's always talking about Ronald reagan and stuff but They're having macaroni cheese with bakos on top for dinner, which on one hand looks gross, but I bet tastes pretty fucking good. Yeah. And she forms, as Dean is leaving the room, as Dean is hitting on her, she forms F.U. in her bakos and shows it to him instead of like as a more subtle than flipping him the bird at family dinner, I guess. But the next time she looks down, the Bacos are in the form of a heart, and she didn't do it. And she's like, what the fuck? That's weird.
1: Yeah, that was right. That that was right before um, she went into her yeah. room.
0: Yeah, she goes to her room, and this talking teddy bear that he had gotten her for their anniversary that says, I love you very much, which you'll hear a lot, <laughs> a, lot <laughs> a lot, a lot, um, goes off by itself and kind of weirds her out, so she goes in the bathroom, and she sees... Robert behind her in the mirror, and when she turns around, he's not there. So she's. The
1: song started to play?
0: Also, yes.
1: Yeah. That's before she went into the bathroom.
0: Yeah, the song, the Fern, Fern, Fern song that he wrote for her starts <laughs> playing on her radio or TV player, which shouldn't be physically possible. So weird things are happening, but she doesn't know if it's all in her head or not. So she starts doing some investigating online and finds out there's okay there's a ghost apparently there's a semi-famous ghost hunter who lives in my town i'm gonna go talk to this person because i think i might be haunted and she goes to the house and lo and behold it turns out that it's coach valeria who is a part-time or at least used to be doesn't really want anything to do with it now you know it's kind of like no, get off my porch and be quiet about this nobody needs to know about this right But there's also a cool moment because, yeah, we find out that she can see, Coach Valeria can see ghosts because of something that happened to her long ago and we won't find out what that is till later. But but there's a cool little moment where it's almost like a jump scare, but she's talking to Fern on the front porch and all of a sudden there's an old lady there who's like, let me in or something. And she's like, fuck off, Grandma. Right. <laughs> and it's the ghost of her grandma who's like haunting her front porch. <laughs> and she has no time for it yeah she's just like shut the fuck up grandma which is pretty funny Mm -hmm. but and of course Fern can't see so she doesn't know who she's talking to but she explains to Fern sort of the rules of ghosts in particular love ghosts which is what is assumed that she has rule number one is no one can see them but you rule number two is you can summon them by standing on your head and saying their name three times which (laughs) that's a new one on me I've never heard that before but (laughs) That's the rules here, so we'll go with it, and that they can kind of only haunt places that you guys were together, that they're familiar with, you know, so like if you, theoretically, if you left the state, moved to Florida, or you know, go to MIT, they won't be able to follow you, and they'll just be sent back to hell or wherever they came from. (laughs) So the rules are sort of established for us, but then she's like, okay, I've told you the rules now get out of here. I don't have I don't have time for this. And you need to be focused on your track time if you want to go to MIT and not be worried about this bullshit. So she goes home and decides, I suppose partly out of guilt, partly out of curiosity, to do as Coach Valeri instructed. She stands on her head, she says Robert three times, and poof, Robert appears. And she's actually kind of goes with it. I think, again, partially because she feels so guilty that, like, not only did this guy die, but he died not knowing she was about to break up with him. And ever since he died, she's had everyone in her life saying, well, he really loved you. And so it's in her head that, like, maybe I didn't give him enough of a chance and now I feel bad. So maybe this is, he may be dead, but this is like a second chance. And they can physically interact because they can hug and they can kiss and other things we'll learn. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she's kind of happy to see ghost him. He's got a, his head is tied on <laughs> with wire or thread or whatever they do with the morticians. And he does not, he doesn't realize he's dead at first. So they go down to family dinner again. Of course, no one can see that he is there except for her. And Kelsey lets slip just in conversation with him sitting there that, oh, it's a good thing that you were like about to break up with him when he died or whatever. And he's like, He's shocked. He does A, because he, he didn't know he was dead, first off, and B, he did not know he was about to get dumped. So he just got he got a lot dumped on him <laughs> in one moment. So they have to go upstairs and have a bit of a discussion about that. Next, yeah, she has to explain to him that, like, no, you died, you know, your, your head came off, like, look at your thing, but they tie a scarf around his deck to hide it, I guess just so she doesn't have to look at it because nobody else can see it. <laughs> It would be gross to look at. You're trying to, you're trying to, you know, rekindle and make out with this dude. You don't want to see his gross neck stitches. So he has to sort of depart to. Well, he kind of storms off because he's upset that. Oh, oh, you like you were gonna dump me. That's not cool. We'll talk later. I need some time to think or whatever. And goes back to his grave. And there's a bunch of other ghosts hanging out in the graveyard there's like a flapper lady who's constantly like puking up lung cancer oh my there's God. a there's like a cowboy zombie looking ghost straight out of uh like it looks like he came from the frighteners or something
1: yeah yeah you're right that and i was thinking um house two the second story Mm-hmm. Yeah. that guy
0: that for sure
1: yeah the, yeah the prospector or whatever he was the cowboy dude um yeah, yeah. there's like
0: a construction worker and then there's a there's a little girl who has no arms, wearing a shirt that says "I love fireworks," which is oh, pretty. Man. That's <laughs> pretty funny, because her arms got blown off.
1: Yeah, it it kind of reminded me of um of of Beetlejuice.
0: There's a little Remember Beetlejuice that, in there, yeah. That,
1: that that part of Beetlejuice when um when they go to the uh, I guess the the social worker.
0: Yeah, the waiting room of the yeah the recently waiter, dead right? or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of that, but it was outdoors at the cemetery. For sure. Oh, his, his gravestone, the font on that was hilarious. It looked like some heavy metal font. And I was just like, oh, really? That's
0: amazing. <laughs> well, and it's also CGI'd on because it's low budget and they couldn't afford to actually make a marble headstone, you know, with fun. his name on it, so they just CG like. Superimposed it on Which I've seen in other Little Witch movies too So I forgive yeah. it And we also meet the ghost Of Temperance Barker Or Parker oh, yeah. Who yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a little bit Of her backstory She was Madly in love With her new husband Him not so much Because he put an axe We get a flashback Of him charging at her In a fury And planning an axe And a hatchet In the back of her head Which she still has Hanging out of the back of her head But she's telling, she convinces Robert that, like, oh, no, if you're in love, like, you should be together forever. Like, the only thing that sucks for me is that I was dead and my husband went and found a new wife that he was super happy with and didn't kill. Um, And so he never came to, like, join me in the afterlife. Like, he should have died when I died. That would have been ideal. So a seed is planted for later in Robert's head. So it's not great advice that temperance gives. (laughs) Yeah, now we have Kelsey comes to the school because she has been hired for some reason by the school to be the grief counselor for the students <laughs> following Robert's death and she has, yeah, she's started her new sock puppet therapy business and she's trying to get through to the kids in class and the whole rigmarole of like, you know, the speech you always get when a classmate dies or something. But it's really bothering Fern. So yeah, she... she to help her out. Yeah. <laughs> she runs off to the... Like the band room or something and summons yep. Robert again yep. and is like no I really want to you know I want to give you a second chance because she keeps you know she just all she hears from people is that like loves the most important thing and like okay he might have been you know a bit much but like he loved you and when are you gonna find that again you know so and he was such a good guy so yeah she really wants to give this second chance they make out a little bit in the band room um. And it's kind of cute. And you and you wonder, like, okay, now, you know, is this still a horror movie? Or is this, like, you know, <laughs> the interesting story of this cute couple that's half ghost? Right,
1: which, right.
0: Which isn't even, I mean, there's been a couple movies that kind of have had this kind of idea or plot kind of, you know. But she has an important chem lab to do. And Robert, being Robert, being the cleaner, cannot get it through his head. She's in the shower after track meet, which he's just in there watching, which, I mean, I guess that's what 85% of guy ghosts probably do anyway, but it's still not cool. <laughs> but yeah, she gets out of the shower and he's there and he's got wine and goat cheese and i have prepared at my grave, I, which that doesn't seem like a good place that she would want to go hang out, but okay. Right. At his grave, we're going to have a picnic tonight. It's going to be a great, like... Date night, I've set it all up. She's like, Yeah, but I have a chem lab that's super important and I have to do good on it. He's like, Okay, yeah, 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 you can do that. Or blow it off, whatever, it doesn't matter, and come and meet me at the cemetery. And she's she never even is like, We'll see. She's like, That's probably not gonna happen because I have to do this chem lab, but him being him he's like, Okay, see you there, bye, and pieces out. We see him sitting in the cemetery, waiting and waiting and waiting, and she does not show up because she has priorities. <laughs> And so he goes to the chem lab and starts, he thinks he's being cute, but he's fucking up her stuff because he replaces the chemical things she's working on with the wine and the cheese is on the scale. Like, so he's changing out her stuff for his picnic stuff and she gets mad about it. She's like, look, just cause you're dead doesn't mean you can be obnoxious. Like, I know you think you're being cute, but this is like, I need to get this done. This is not cool. And also, I can't even argue with you because you can, if you want to disappear, I can't see you, you can. So I can't even, like, argue with you face to face. Like, I'm just shouting into the room and hoping you're here. Like, it's not fair. So they have a bit of a spat about that. But they reconcile again. And here's where she decides it's time. Because they had made out, back when he was alive, they had, there were some heavy petting going on in the backseat of the car. And there was a conversation about, like, okay, we're not going to have sex right now. But, like... I want to. It'll happen, right? Don't don't, don't worry about it. Tonight's the night, she's decided. That's their first time for both of them. They also use a condom, which is... I mean, it's a good look. It's a good safe sef- sex message to be sending to a potentially young audience. But I don't know that you need that. <laughs> Unless there's... I know that they, can, they are physically interacting, but I don't know that you can get ghosts pregnant. That's a whole different movie. I don't know.
1: Is that what we're calling it? <laughs>
0: Or something but so of course Kelsey and Dean just waltz into her room because she didn't lock the door and see her by herself having sex so they're like oh shit I'm sorry and Dean's like hey I'll see you later when you're like a couple years older so they leave again so that's pretty funny and then yeah sex is happening Fern and Robert who is a ghost are having sex somehow and in the midst of this, the threads start coming out of his neck and blood is pouring out of his neck. And she's like, Oh, no, Robert, stop, stop, stop. And he's like, Nope, too late, stop. <laughs> and his head falls off and there's blood everywhere. It looks like a massacre has happened in this room. So sex is interrupted. It was not good for, it was probably good for him. It definitely wasn't good for her because now she has, she has blood all over her. She has to throw her sheets out in the garbage. Like, And after that happens, she comes to the realization of, like, this is... And tells him, like, this is not going to work. I tried, but this is what's going to... Like, this is what my future is. If I stay with my ghost boyfriend, his his head falls off, and we can't even, like, this is not going to work for me. I have to have, like, a real life. So she breaks up with him again. But it's actually a, a... It's a nice little bit of... Not all of the script is... Top-notch all the time. Some of the jokes fall flat and some of the dialogue's a little iffy. But this, I thought, was a really good line. She says, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And he says to her, but you're the only one who can see me. (laughs) You're literally... And I thought, that's weirdly like poignant (laughs) for this movie. Like That's kind of deep for what this is. Yeah, so Fern has had a very bad night. Gets invited to that popular girl's party... And brings Mo along and decides the cure for what ails me is just getting wasted. I've never done it before, but if there was ever a time to start drinking, it's the night you have sex with your ghost boyfriend and his head falls off. So she is getting hammered. <laughs> Mo's trying to stop her, like, this isn't you, this is weird, you've never even drank before, but she's getting nice and drunk. Robert is kind of hiding, creeping back in the bushes. And he's pissed off, and he turns the vodka or whatever she's drinking into blood, which I guess is one of his ghost powers. The ghost powers are kind of nebulous in this movie. A lot of the, the quote-unquote ghost science is up in the air yet. But, um, so she takes a big swig of this and, oh, God, what is it? Spits, out, spits it out all over the popular girl that invited her and then gets rushed off by Mo to the bathroom to puke it out and get this out of her system. <laughs> the girl still shows up, drenched in blood, was like, I forgive you for ruining my party, you're still my best friend, and leaves. <laughs> like, she so wants to be a part of the drama. Next day at school, Harlan and Fern are just talking. It's innocent enough. And they they have a conversation that's like, like if you could do anything right now, what would you do? And he, won't, he would want to ride in a car, standing up, hang, like hanging out of the sunroof, like you see in movies. So that's what they do. So they're doing that very slowly through the parking. It looks pretty safe. They're doing like three miles an hour. But Robert sees them hanging out and being the clinger that he is, uh, gets super jealous that uh, this, uh, what's his name? Harlan, Harlan guy is moving in on his lady and decides to, this is where he attacks. Yeah, Harlan is taking a shower in the locker room. Oh man. And we get some. You know what? I'm all for man ass in a movie. Because <laughs> of quality, right? We've had years and years, like, give give the lady something too. I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But he gets out of the shower and there's a floating pair of scissors that Robert <laughs> is controlling. Because he can't see Robert, so it just looks like scissors that are trying to Looks to me like trying to cut his dick off. <laughs> it kept zooming Sam Raimi style towards the towel, towards his crotch area, and he kind of fights it off yep. um, and narrowly escapes death at the hands of floating scissors.
1: That was pretty funny.
0: <laughs> and so, yeah, he runs and tells Fern about it. Fern's like, oh, shit, that's, you know, that's got to be Robert. This is bad. Goes back to Coach Valeria's and is like, okay, now how do I, I've summoned him. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't listen to you. How do I get rid of them? How do I fix this? And we get, I guess here's where the porch granny thing was. But uh, Valeria is still not invested in this and doesn't want much to do with it. And she's like, here, take this squirt gun. I I put some, I made some stuff. It's in there. Don't ask. (laughs) Don't ask how any of this stuff works. It gets a little Ghostbusters as we go on with no real explanation of what any of this science is, but it's fine. It's a squirt gun with some kind of green something in it that will hurt or kill ghosts, stop ghosts anyway, and a red pill that Valeria has made, which will let her see all ghosts, not just not just Robert, and will let anyone else see, anyone who takes it can see ghosts, basically. So she gives her those, and yeah, and shoes her off the porch again, and here's, yeah, here's where we have the, the ghost granny, and so we don't really know what's going on with that at first. Right. But she gives her this stuff, and it's like, hey... Good luck, you're on your own. I told you not to do it, but you did it. So, you should have listened to me. To figure it out on your own. So she get, She drives home from that, and she parks in the garage, and here's more ghost powers that are a little unexplained. Her car starts filling up, as if there's a portal in the roof of her car. All of these teddy bears start pouring into her car, and, like, filling it up to the point that it's going to suffocate her. And a couple of them are the... I love you very much. I love you very much. Over and over and over. (laughs) So she uses this ghost gun to blast the car window out so she can climb out. So she escapes that and sort of confronts Robert in the garage. She has a chance to shoot him with this ghost gun, but she doesn't do it. Whether it's she still feels guilty or she thinks, well, he kind of, she's like, you can't do this. This isn't right. You're like, like you're scaring me now. And I told you my reasoning And can you just let this go? And he's kind of like, yeah, you're right, I went too far. You know, you won't see me again, bye. So that's probably why she doesn't shoot him, because she thinks that he has come around and he's going to fuck off to heaven or whatever. Not so much. Yeah, here's where he goes back to the graveyard and gets, yeah, very bad advice from Temperance, the girl with the axe in her head, who's... Really, kind of hammer. You, they never say it, but you kind of get the idea that maybe Temperance is into Robert, and she wants to spend eternity with him if he can just get over this alive girl. Because she teams up with him in a big way and is really pushing him to like, you know, if she was dead too, then like that's what that's what's stopping. And it. it's not that you're dead; it's that she's alive. That's the problem you have. Yeah. And you see the look on his face of like, oh, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. Robert shows up. Fern's sleeping, and Robert shows up in a room singing a much creepier version of the Fern 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 song that's about basically, like, "Oh, you'll die soon, and then we can be together. And he has a knife, and he's like, hey, I need you to do something for me. I'll be be here with you. It'll only hurt for a minute. I just need you to cut your arm open with this knife, and then you'll be dead, too, and we can be together forever. And she's like, "Uh, no. (laughs) No. Fuck you, and runs away. So... Now he knows that, like, okay, he's not going to be able to convince her so to do it herself. So I guess I'm just going to have to do it for her. And some of these teddy bears that he had turn into weird little demon bears <laughs> that are, like, trying to break into the room. She gives Kelsey one of those red pills so that Kelsey can see the ghosts as well. The Ghost of Temperance is there to, like, help, uh, help Robert. And these demon bears kill... Dean, Kelsey's boyfriend, claw him up and chew him up real good, and then his ghost is standing there looking down at his own body like, (laughs) "Oh no, my beautiful body! What have you done?" And he takes his body and like drags it like, "This is coming with me. You can't have it." And takes his drags his own body away, which is pretty funny. He was so pissed. (laughs) He's very upset. (laughs) Well, and he was also he was in the middle of doing it with Kelsey when they got interrupted. But so they're fighting off these demon bears. Fern gets a hold of one and really digs in Gets her thumbs in the eyeballs and squishes its head Blood (laughs) squirting everywhere But Temperance gets Kelsey in the Kind of in the shoulder blade and neck area With this axe before they drive her away So she's bleeding out So they have to call the ambulance for her And it's a good thing that Dean took his body away Because they don't explain that body to the police All they have to say to the police is that what do they tell the paramedics? I don't remember. They have an excuse. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, she was attacked by a raccoon. <laughs> oh, that's right. They tell her she was bit, bit, that she, because she does have, like, the bear bite mark on her neck, too, from the little demon yeah, she, teddy bears, so. she said
1: something like it was, a, it was an epidemic or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now this town's gonna be on lockdown for the deadly, rabid raccoon attacks. Yeah, right. So she goes to Valerius one more time and is like, like, please stop turning me away. Like, this is serious now. Robert tried to kill me. He almost killed my sister. This is, he tried to kill Harlan. This is bad juju that's happening right now. Like, you pl- like please help me. Why won't you help me? And also, how do you know about all this stuff? <laughs> like, I never really asked you. <laughs> and Valeria gives us her backstory, which is another little kind of crudely drawn cartoon sequence, like when we had the ghost rules, which is another area that the budget really shows on this movie because the animation's Not good, but, you know, it is what it is. Not every movie can have a $40 million budget. (laughs) I appreciate their hard work anyway. Uh, Her backstory is basically there was a fire, right, that burned their house down, and her mother and her grandmother were killed, and she escaped. But then their ghosts came back to haunt her, and what started as love ghosts of them just being like, hey, we're here to watch over you, we're you know, we died, but you survived.
1: I I think, I, I can't remember... I thought there was something about a car accident. That could be. I I don't remember exactly.
0: Either either way, the gist is her mom and her grandmother died and she didn't. And it started out okay because they they seemed like very loving ghosts who just wanted to be around her. But then became more and more controlling and more and more like, oh no, you should join us in the afterlife. You know, kill yourself and if you won't then we'll kill you. And she had to Mm. sort of banish them or whatever. She did banish her mom and, like, send her mom to hell. I don't know why hell's the only option. They always say, like, they'll go back to hell. Like, your mom wouldn't go to heaven? What would your mom do? Yeah. But but Grandma Ghost is still around, just kind of, like, stuck outside the house, which is why she keeps appearing on the porch and yelling at her to let her in. (laughs) And ever since then, she's been able to see ghosts, and she worked out the science of whatever through research or years again I, how many years of work could she have put into this she looks like she's 23 years old <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but i don't know but yeah so she's figured out whatever this chemical that she's made is and the pills and all this stuff and she's like so that's that's the story that's all the help and advice i can give you i'm out of, i'm leaving town because i'm not i've dealt with this before and i'm not dealing with it again like, I'm sorry this is happening to you. I will hear. I will help arm you with what you need. But, nope, I can't do it. I'm out. And she drives off. So Fern goes home, taking what she's learned, and MacGyver's her own sort of arsenal of a bunch of squirt guns. We know she's good at chemistry, so she figures out whatever this stuff is that's in these squirt guns and makes a bunch of it. So now she has a little stockpile of, of busting weapons built up. It's the night of the big track meet that she has to do well at, for that coach has fucked off out of town for so, because good <laughs> luck team. But the popular girl has started because she has to be the center of attention. Has started the <laughs> what is it called? It's the the something. It's the memorial something for beheaded youths, and she has a speech about. Oh, how that.
1: Uh... Yeah, that that uh, fund or whatever they started.
0: Yeah, charity. Two point six youths are beheaded each year, she 2. says. <laughs> which is that's pretty funny. Yeah, and they're like,
1: "That's not okay."
0: And that's not okay, she says. Yep, it's <laughs> awesome. It has its moments. I mean, a lot of the jokes are really, you know, kind of, you know, kitty and and whatever. But there are a couple jokes that land real well. Yeah. Throughout, so Robert has gathered his. Posse of ghost friends, and they're going to come and attack the track meet, and get Fern. I guess he's uh, too scared to do it on his own, or what? Because he shouldn't know that she has backup. She does, but he shouldn't know that. But anyway, so it's his, him, and the, the the cowboy, and the construction worker, and the girl with no arms, and and Temperance all show up to the track meet, and so Fern gives up her chance at winning this race to. Well, I guess the cowboy trips her first off with his lasso or whatever, so she couldn't have won anyway. But it turns out she has explained the situation to her family and friends, so her parents and Kelsey and Harlan all have these guns and they're sitting in the stands, so they rush out as like her posse, her backup, and a big melee ensues on the track between the ghost posse and her people. They're zapping these guns around and... It's kind of a little, I mean, you know, it all looks kind of cheap, but it's a little action sequence here at the end, and they get the better of these ghosts, and the whole time Kelsey, who's out of the hospital already, but in a wheelchair, is, like, on crowd control duty, so she's, like, sitting in a wheelchair in front of everybody, and she's, like, she's doing the whole nothing to see here as the fireworks factory explodes behind her, like, you know, it's... You Know, oh, what you're seeing is a, a play, a performance that they're putting on. Don't worry about it because all anyone else in the crowd sees is students and her parents running around the field with these guns, yeah. shooting at nothing <laughs> and getting knocked down by nothing. And so she has to try to explain this away. She's good luck. To make it
1: sound like some performance art thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> good luck explaining the portal that's going to open in the sky in a couple minutes, but. <laughs> which yeah what it does and she says don't worry this is all explainable by science but then the, she remember
1: tries when they when they canceled the rest of the meat i forget what they say but the, the reason that they give was really really funny
0: it's something um, about cosmic
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: cosmic something or other yeah it's pretty funny
1: it was pretty funny, <laughs> was pretty
0: funny. <laughs> but so all of the ghosts get defeated uh robert kind of gets the drop on Fern and is about to kill her, and Harlan, kind of from a distance, gets a shot in with the gun, the ghost guns, on Robert and gets him off of her, and they have kind of a moment of meaningful eye contact of like, hey, I got your back, hey, thanks. And she does what she needs, actually needs to do to defeat Robert and get him to go away, which is to tell him, you know, make it perfectly clear, like you have to do with real boys, (laughs) I imagine. And even then, it probably sometimes doesn't work. I'm sure a lot of times it doesn't work. Tell him in very plain language, I do not love you. This is not gonna happen. And she says over and over, I do not love you. I do not love you. Look at me, look at me. I do not love you. And he slowly is starting to like, yeah, this portal opens up in the sky that's gonna take him wherever he's going. And he starts sort of dissipating and turning into like this kind of cool looking, that's a pretty good effect that they have.
1: Yeah, they, they were turning into like black smoke. It was almost kind of like Thanos with the snap. Kind of reminded me of that a yeah, little bit. But it did. But I think this was a little different. Like that was like when 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 you burn like leaves or paper and you get that those little yeah pieces that start to dissipate. It was kind of like that in in, in with, with the snap. But with this, it was like they were just turning into like this black smoke or something. It was it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, kind of. It kind it of good. it kind of looked like the smoke monster from Lost, a little okay. bit. You know, okay. um, you say that. <laughs> the way you say that tells me you have maybe not watched Lost. <laughs> I, I, <I'm> not, <laughs> I, I know of it though. Okay. I definitely know of it. Just though so you were like, okay, all right, I'll take yeah, your yeah. word for it. Um, <laughs> that's that's fine. Not everybody needs to watch Lost, especially the last season. Skip it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he so he started. He's kind of turning into this swirly cloud of smoke that slowly dissipates, and he's kind of slowly disappearing. And you see that he gets it finally and he's at peace of like okay i don't like it but you don't love me and what can i do and she tells him also like hey when maybe you'll go to heaven (laughs) and you know you could date amelia Earhart, you could date you know there's lots of ghost girls for you and living boys for me
1: he thought he was going to be alone
0: yeah Yeah. she's like there's there's more dead people than alive people so you can (laughs) realistically your 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 pool of dating material is way better in heaven than here so (laughs) <laughs> Let's do the math on that So he accepts it And turns into smoke and flies up into this portal Which everyone in town has now seen Or at least everyone at this me, And don't really have an explanation for And then the best joke in the movie It made me laugh so hard And my fiance who was watching it with me They're kind of, you know Her and Harlan are kind of patching each other up And the, fam- the family has already kind of Gone off, Kelsey's gone off And this woman walks up And she's like Hey, Fern, it's nice to meet you. I'm the MIT recruiter. And Fern's like, oh, shit. And you think for a second that this movie's going to do the cheesy teen movie thing where everything turns out happy and against all odds. But she's like, I'm the MIT recruiter. Here, take this card. It's my husband's. He's a psychiatrist, and you need it. And then walks off. (laughs) And she wasn't there to get her in MIT at all. And that made me laugh a lot. I must an... have
1: gotten distracted for that because I do not remember that scene, but I, I'm sure I, I I must have had to look away for something.
0: That happens. i look yeah. away sometimes to take notes and miss something important that I don't hear about till yeah. later on. But yeah, it's a gag that worked really well for me. Yeah. And then um, another sort of flipping your expectations on their head the very next moment is Vernon Harlan. You know, you would think, okay, here's the moment where I, you know, they've had this sort of tension and they're you know obviously they're gonna get together at the end right and harlan's like hey i don't know do you think that we could like now like now this is over like i don't know do you want to go out with me maybe and she's like no you know what i want to be alone for a while i'm perfectly happy being single like maybe sometime let's just be friends for now and if it happens it happens but i really want to be single right now which is a pretty great message (laughs) that you don't get a lot in movies especially like this to send to Potentially young women that like, you know, you you can be alone. It's fine <laughs> You're you you you're strong enough to do that. You don't have to have a boyfriend at all times You'll be fine.
1: You know, it's, it's true. There really aren't a lot of movies like that. It's it's always like You know the the girl pines after the guy then something happens and the guy pines after the girl and then they ultimately get together because they just need to be together. It's like the whole point of this whole fucking movie is that they have to get together. And if they don't, it's going to suck. And like, no, you're right, man. It's That's a terrific message. You do not get to see a lot of that in a lot of movies. And I think that was pretty smart.
0: And that's the end of the movie. And yeah. I liked it. I don't know. I, I, it was fun. I completely understand why someone might not like it. Mm-hmm. And I won't argue with it, but I had a good time with it. And I think there is an audience that this movie would be perfect for, even if that audience is not me personally. Not everything has to be for me.
1: Yep, agree. I thought it was just fun. All things considered, you know, an independent horror movie, um, it did a good job at being enjoyable. It was, it was witty and clever, and had some really good points to it um, that, that were not necessarily like, you know, beating you over the head. It, it was just like, it, it was just doing its thing. And, and it, it did it in a really fun way. It was just a, a good time watching.
0: Like, yeah, it's never, it's never boring or slow. It's a breezy 90 minutes. You're in and out. And I think yeah. it's also helped a lot by, especially for a movie at this kind of budget level, I thought the performances... Were pretty good there's a couple performances yeah. that are a bit over the top Uh I'm looking, I'm looking at you Valeria but <laughs> but I thought the, the actors playing Fern especially was I thought really good I thought her performance yeah. was like genuine and, and good and Roberts was pretty good too so uh-huh. yeah there's a lot to like about it I, yeah I recommend it personally um, his father
1: looked familiar to me and I couldn't place who he was did you happen to catch who he was or whatever because I could have sworn I'd seen him in at least one other thing.
0: I did not, but I can yeah. look here real quick. Let me see. The good old IMDb.
1: I I tried that, and I couldn't find the movie.
0: Well, June June Laporte, who plays Fern, has been in some other stuff. She's in that horror movie, Spiral. Not the Saw one, but the other one. I think it right. might even be a Shudder exclusive, maybe. But um, Okay. <clears throat> so she's been in a couple things. The guy who plays... Robert, the guy who plays Robert is actually Phineas on Phineas and Ferb, (laughs) the cartoon, which I wouldn't have guessed that without looking on IMDb. Yeah, right. But um, let's see. So
1: wait, is it on there? Because I didn't find it.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Let's see. His dad is played by a guy named Sewell Whitney, who is in, let's see here. He was in a movie called Primal. A movie called The Devil's Revenge. Hmm. He's in a horror movie called West of Hell. Oh, which is the same director as this.
1: Okay.
0: Um, an episode of Preacher. Nah, nothing jumping out at me is like, oh, everyone would know him from that thing. looks like he's done a, several oh, horror movies. So he's in one of the Lake Placid movies. The Crying Dead.
1: Okay, that was Lisa Wilcox. Okay.
0: Wait a second, what? Lisa Wilcox was in... How did I miss that? She was the mother. Holy shit. You're right, I'm just seeing that now. My favorite final girl, and I didn't even notice. Fuck me. (laughs) Well, that's interesting. Anyway, that's Clinger, everybody. It is that time of the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie will be, chosen completely at random from everything streaming. Pressing the magic button now. Next week's movie is... The Death Merchant from 1991. It is on Tubi. Only Tubi. (laughs) Um, Hmm. it's not a horror movie. What is this? Looks like some kind of action movie or crime thing starring Lawrence Tierney. Who is, oh, he was the the boss guy on on, uh, Reservoir Dogs, the... Hmm. You're not Mr. Purple, you're Mr. Pink, that guy. (laughs) So that's your main star, so we'll see how that goes. That's cool. But yeah, so that's everybody's homework for next week. Should they choose to accept it, The Deaf Merchant from 1991 on Tubi. That will be next week's movie. Other than Slasher, obviously, where can people... And you'll find that if you get on Slasher... I assume it's everybody and I'm not special, but the first thing that happens usually it seems like when you join Slasher is you get a message from Damon saying, welcome to Slasher. <laughs> so you'll meet him. Uh, but where else can people find you or have you excluded yourself from all other social media to, to really be on the home team?
1: I, I'm really not on a lot of the other ones. Um, like I use Facebook messenger just to stay in touch with people like friends and stuff like that. Um, I don't really post a whole hell of a lot personally on anything, but the, um, so yeah, the, the the best place to find me is on slasher. But if, if you want to follow the the slasher socials, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, it's all at the slasher app.
0: There you go. So when I put the episode out, I'll know to not even try to tag you in it. I'll tag that in it. So <laughs> you'll still you still get to see it. I am, as always, at lambert 78 On Twitter, the show is at That's a Random P2. The show has an email address for all of your grievances and songs of high praise, uh, which is uh, That's a Random Pod at gmail.com. Anything else? Uh, artwork for the show by Mr. Joel humphrey who is at mr joe humphrey on twitter go look at all of his other stuff as well i think any last thoughts i that's all i got
1: cool yeah no this is good this was fun i I, i've never done a a podcast episode where we specifically watched a, a certain movie like this especially something that was independent which i appreciated very very much
0: so well, that's, that's really cool. that winds up being a lot because my movies are chosen completely at random and <laughs> it's an algorithm, and there's eighty thousand low budget horror movies on Tubi alone. Um, I get a lot of them, so yeah, not usually as good as this, <laughs> but but sometimes we'll find some gems. I found it's because it's usually stuff I've never heard of. Occasionally I'll get because I had like Clue and Teenage Ninja Turtles and Thor and you know a couple movies here and a James Bond movie. Every once in a while, but it's mostly stuff I've never heard of and no one's ever heard of. But you find some gems that way. We, I, I had uh, an episode on a movie called This Is Our Home, mm-hmm. which is a low-budget horror movie that's on Tubi that I had never heard of that wound up being ab- great, really, really great movie, cool. which I highly recommend to people. I'm just rambling now. That will do it for this week um, on the end of myself and Damon. Everybody have a good week and go get on Slasher if you like horror stuff, like, at all. So, and we will uh, see you guys next week. Bye!
1: Bye!